Good day. This is a podcast on using PowerPoint. It will be presented in four parts. The importance of the use of your voice during a PowerPoint presentation will be discussed by myself, Neil Rademan. I am from Cape Town. Secondly, the screen layout in terms of text, images and shapes will be handled by Dashni Gavinder from Randberg. The use of animation and transitions in PowerPoint will be handled by Rian Durant from Barberton, while Bernard Streders from Kimberley will tie together by discussing the use of PowerPoint as a relevant and effective teaching tool. The speed and use of voice as the link between what are on screen and the message being carried over to the receiver during a PowerPoint presentation depends on effective speaking. This also counts for making a podcast, a speech, as well as teaching in a classroom. Know your speaking voice. Our voice sounds differently to others than it does to us. Remember to breathe. Speak with enthusiasm. Vary the pace, the pitch and the volume of your delivery. Articulate your words. Use the compelling power of a pause. Projecting your voice also helps your personality show. A strong voice conveys confidence. Speaking too softly or timidly will undercut the strength of a presentation. Projecting leads us to an important part of carrying over a message. Elements of articulation. It is diction, imagery, syntax and tone. Now diction is the foundation of voice and contributes to all its elements. Imagery is the verbal representation of sensory experience. Syntax, the way that words are arranged within sentences and the tone of it. Now next time, while practicing your PowerPoint presentation, take in mind the importance of your voice before just rushing into the next slide. The images and the sounding of the message should be a perfect unity. I now hand over to Dashni Governor from Randberg. Thank you, Neil. So let's talk about screen text, images, and layout. Headings or titles on each slide must be in caps and must be larger than the body text. One font must be used for headings or titles and another for body texts, nothing more. Nothing should be underlined to avoid the text looking like a hyperlink and all sentences must begin with a capital letter. Most importantly, the text must fit on the screen and must be short and clear using only keywords to depict information, which teachers or lecturers could easily talk to.
Images used must complement the text on the screen and must be used to enhance the lesson. There must be two to three images maximum on the screen to avoid overpowering the text and overcrowding the screen. Images must draw attention toward the text and not draw attention away from it. Therefore, it must be balanced with the text. Shapes could be used to help draw attention to a particular text, but should not be used in excess to avoid losing the message of the lesson. In terms of the overall layout of the screen, we want to avoid overcrowding by numbering the text and making sure it is well balanced with the images and white space on the screen. Full stops must not be used as there are no full sentences. Lastly, the background must be a distinctive contrast to the text and images on the screen to help learners see the images better and read the text more clearly. I will now hand over to Rian. Darshni, I'm sure you will agree there is nothing more boring than sitting in a classroom and seeing pages and pages of text scroll by. And by displaying all the text on the screen, you lose the focus of the room as they'll try to read the slides ahead of you. A way to maintain your audience's attention is by utilizing animations and transitions. Don't use these functions though if they do not add value to your presentation. Transitions are the effects you use to change between slides. Before choosing a transition, make sure that the effect stays within the context of the message you are attempting to convey. Animations are used to help explain a topic on your current slide. By using animations, you draw attention to the speaking point you are currently presenting on the slide. Animations add life and fun to your presentation as they can be timed. The creator of the presentation has control over many aspects of animation, such as timing, duration, delay, and even the order they appear in. Remember to not use any animations on the title slide as you want your presentation to appear professional. Animations should add value to your presentation and not overpower the message. Keep them simple. Thank you to all of the co-hosts for the invaluable information on PowerPoints and their kind introduction. They covered a range of technical aspects of PPTs and areas they are suggesting potential PowerPoint users to pay attention to when creating your own presentation for educational purposes. However, I would like to steer the conversation into a more practical direction. PowerPoint presentations are the cornerstone for literally all of the lessons I've taught over the past few years as a foreign educator. The website Science Direct explains that when used correctly, a PowerPoint presentation will quite possibly enhance your teaching sessions by providing guidance to both the teacher and the students to help reinforce what is being said, as well as helping the students retain the information that is being explored. This happens through the use of multimedia to help clarify the understanding and thus applying support to students with diverse learning styles or preferences. Most commonly during my lessons, I will use PowerPoints to improve the focus of the students and encourage an interactive and spontaneous learning session. Interactive PPTs are very useful and allow me as a teacher to introduce quick quizzes, short but educational games or documentaries, and fun icebreakers as part of the lesson. PowerPoint presentations enable us as educators to reintroduce the element of wonder 
back into our lessons. Something I felt that was lacking during my own schooling. Thanks to the near endless capabilities of PowerPoint, teachers are only limited to their own knowledge and understanding of this powerful tool. And therefore, I would like to invite you to sign up for an online course, buy a book about PowerPoint techniques, ask a friend or colleague for help, or even just explore the program in your own free time to get a better grasp on how to prepare a presentation. That being said, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. From me and my wonderful co-hosts, I wish you good progress in your own use of PowerPoints in your future lessons. All the best. Bye.